Hey there, friend. You know, weight loss can be a pretty tricky subject, especially if you've already lost some weight and you're working on those last 10 to 15 pounds. It's definitely a different experience than when you're trying to lose the first 10 to 15 pounds. Lots of people have a whole lot of opinions, and it can feel pretty lonely to be working on those last few pounds by yourself. That's why I'm bringing back a beloved free training called Losing the Last 10 to 15 Pounds. We are going to talk about what losing those last pounds is, and more importantly, what it's not about. We'll bust through the myths, and we'll talk about what's really needed to lose those last 10 to 15 pounds. And finally, I'll share with you how to lose the last 10 to 15 pounds in a way that is loving and safe and healthy, and most importantly, a positive experience for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Tuesday, May 21st, 2024, once at 11 a.m. Central and the other at 7.30 p.m. Central. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a great time together. But if you can't make either of those times on that day, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We are offering several watch parties through the rest of the week and even on the following Saturday. So come and watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will definitely be worth your time. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash lose the last. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash L-O-S-E-T-H-E-L-A-S-T. Now, please enjoy the show. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 108. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friend. How are you today? So glad to be talking to you. How fun is this? So listen, I want to share with you that I just had the most amazing weekend. (laughs) My friend, Shira Gill, who is also a coach, I flew her from San Francisco out to my house here in Milwaukee, and I had her spend two days with me going through my house. So here's the deal. She is a coach. She's been on the podcast before. She's a decluttering and organizational expert and is a coach as well. And so I had done her online program and it was amazing. And here's my thing with decluttering. This is my history of decluttering. I end up doing about 90% of it but I end up never fully getting a room to 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of do like most of it, but there's always like that one drawer that you're just not sure of, or there's just like those couple things you didn't really know what to do with. So they're still sitting there, like never really fully taking it to the finish line. And so I had been in person with Shira, I think back in October. And I said to her, you know what, I think I want to fly you out and let's just do this. She's like, absolutely, let's do it. So I flew her out and we had so much fun. And if you follow her Instagram, you probably saw some of it. And so she came and we were just going through like my whole house. Basically, we went through my entire basement, my entire first floor and my entire second floor. One thing we did not hit was the attic, but that's okay. Because basically all that stuff just needs to be donated. (laughs) Like everything just needs to go away. There's not really organization that needs to happen up there. And so we went through everything and it was so fun because we found all sorts of things that I'd forgotten about. And one thing that we found 
is this paper. I don't even remember where it was. I don't know where I got it from, but it's something that years ago I printed off and hung on to. And she was like, this is amazing. You should do a podcast episode about this. And I was like, you know what? I think you're probably right. It is really amazing. So that's what I'm doing. Thanks, Shira, for the inspiration. I am doing this podcast on this little one pager that we'll link to in the show notes pages, which you can find at Katrina Ubell md.com forward slash 108. If you're interested in printing this off, I think this is going to be really helpful for you to have for yourself. But I was thinking, as I was preparing for this, I think this would be really useful for doctors to have for their family members, any patients that you have that are really struggling, especially if you take care of adolescents, I think this could be really helpful or kind of, you know, the sort of college age, early 20s kind of people, I think I just think for everybody it can be very, very helpful. So it's just this one pager. The There's not like a nice little link to send you to. In fact, I had to Google it again because the link on the page didn't even work. So it's just something you're going to have to find on my show notes page. So the name of it is, you're going to love this. The name of it is, everything is awful and I'm not okay. Questions to ask before giving up. And you know, I don't know what the backstory is on this. If it's like the giving up means taking your life, like if it's like to that extreme or just giving up, like my life is crap. I'm just not even going to try anymore or what exactly they're referencing when they say giving up. But I don't think it really matters. I think the questions to ask before giving up part, I think it's just questions to ask when you feel like everything is awful and you're not okay. And you know what I mean? I'm sure you've had these days where you're just like, everything is terrible. And I just, I can't even anymore. Right? (laughs) I've definitely had those days. I'm sure you have too. Especially when you're exhausted, especially after call or a particularly difficult day, or you've had some cases that didn't go the way you wanted them to, or whatever it might be. Somebody was super mad, a patient, somebody in your practice was embezzling from you. I mean, there's like a million things that could be happening, right? Where you're just feeling like everything is awful and I'm not okay. And it's basically just a whole list of questions and then some little answers. So I'm going to read them to you and then kind of give you my little riff, my little take on them as well from a coaching perspective. So the first one is, are you hydrated? If not, have a glass of water. I 100% agree. And don't even just have a glass of water. Aim for like 20 ounces of water. A liter of water would be even better. Like get a big bottle of water and glug that thing down. If you're anything like me, I'm a little bit of a water snob. And if I really want to drink a lot of water, like it's funny to me, (laughs) this is my life, you guys. (laughs) Okay. So like something nice I can do for myself is get like a smart water. (laughs) You know, one of the one of the waters that has like the minerals, the electrolytes in it, and water that tastes really good. Now, some of you where you live, the water already tastes amazing. My brother lives in Portland, Oregon, and the water there straight out of the tap tastes so good. So if you live there, you're super lucky. And it's not like our water is gross, but definitely some of the bottled water is a step up. So that might be a nice thing to do for yourself is have some of that on hand for those times when everything is awful and you're not okay and you get to glug down a whole liter of smart water or Essentia or whatever the brand is that you like. Okay. You definitely are not drinking enough. Baseline is my guess. 
Okay, the next one. Have you eaten in the past three hours? Now, of course, this one, I was like, this is the one question that I have a little bit of a problem with. It says, if not, get some food, something with protein, not just simple carbs, perhaps some nuts or hummus. (laughs) And I do agree with that. Not having simple carbs is very, very important. If you really haven't eaten in a long time, and yeah, then you probably need to get some food. Like eating a solid meal will really, really help. Definitely something with some protein, definitely eating some vegetables. Like that's definitely going to be a good thing for you to do. Now, three hours, you don't have to eat every three hours, right? If you just had a beautiful meal three hours ago, you probably don't need to be eating. You probably just need some water. (laughs) That's my guess. Or one of the plethora of other things I'm going to tell you about. The next one is, have you showered in the past day? If not, take a shower right now. I think that makes a huge difference. Have you ever been sick and you've kind of skipped a bit of the personal hygiene? You start to feel super gross and bad. I mean, just taking a shower. So first of all, personal hygiene cleanliness is one of the natural pleasures that we experience as human beings. There's a reason that taking a shower or bath feels so good. So definitely when everything's awful and you're not feeling okay, like taking a shower and cleaning yourself up is so helpful. I used to take care of this family and the mom had this high level corporate job and three kids and her husband was involved in an athletic organization. And so he was gone all of the time and she had help and everything, but she still was just super overwhelmed all the time. And she's like, I basically take a shower at like three times a day. I just have to get away from everybody so I can't hear them all screaming and crying. I'm just constantly in the shower. I'm like, that's so smart, right? If you're just getting, can handle it. (laughs) That's so smart to just get in there and experience that natural pleasure. So if you haven't showered, if it's your post call and you haven't showered and you're feeling like, you know what, what you need to do is take a shower for sure. Have you stretched your legs in the past day? If not, do so right now. If you don't have the energy for a run or trip to the gym, just walk around the block. Then keep walking as long as you please. If the weather's crap, drive to a big box store, example Target, and go on a brisk walk through the aisles you normally skip. I think that's such a great thing to think about too, right? So often we're either sitting at our desk or sitting in a patient room or standing in a patient room or standing by the bedside of somebody you know, we're not moving around. Now, those of you in emergency medicine are like, um, I get like 10,000 steps in the first three hours. (laughs) You're like, I'm definitely stretching my legs. So it depends on what you do and what your days are like. But if you have not really moved around, moving around will help you a lot. And I actually think that there's something to be said for being out in nature, like getting fresh air while you're doing it as well, if you can. Now, where I am, we've recently, we had a bunch of rain and then it froze. It's super icy out everywhere going outside and walking is just not a safe thing to do right now. In fact, in the past, I've tried doing it when the weather's like this and totally bitten it, like completely wiped out, completely was just like, why? Why do I push myself to do these things? It's just not the right time. But you might even just go outside and literally walk up and down your driveway a couple of times and get some fresh air if that's what you need to do. There's something to be said for being out in nature and what that does for you from a mental health standpoint. So important. Okay, the next one is, have you said something nice to someone in the past day? Do so, whether online or in person. Make it genuine. Wait until you see something really wonderful about someone and tell them about it. I totally agree with this. There's something about, first of all, appreciating something in someone else, whether it's something they're wearing or the way they're acting or their beautiful smile or whatever it is, and then letting them know. And when you see their face light up at the compliment, 
you get to delight in the joy that you just brought to them. And there's something about that that changes your whole mood. So when you're thinking like, oh, what's something nice I can say? Just think about appreciating something else in somebody else. You can just say that to your medical assistant, right? Hey, I really appreciate your hard work today. That was great. We really banged it out. I know it was a tough day today. I really appreciate you. And people are like, thank you. Thanks. It makes you feel good because it puts you in that place of appreciation. I actually saw these two older women the other day, both checking out of the grocery line. They must have been together, I think. And they both had on these adorable crocheted hats with these very cute flowers stuck to them. (laughs) They were adorable. And I seriously almost said something to them. And then I didn't. And I don't remember exactly why I didn't. But I really should have. That's the first thing I thought of when I was reading this. Have you said something nice to someone in the past day? I should have just said, hey, I love your hats. Those are just so great. Good for you. And I'm sure they would have been really excited by that. So there's just something about that that helps to put your brain into that framework of seeing the positive, seeing the good. Because when you're in that place of everything's awful and I'm not okay, all your brain will show you is everything that's awful and everything that, you know, all the reasons why you're not okay. Next one is, have you moved your body to music in the past day? I am telling you what, this makes such a huge difference. Just one song. It says, if not, jog for the length of an EDM song, which is electronic dance music, song at your favorite tempo, or just dance around the room for the length of an upbeat song. If you don't have your song, that's like a song you know that no matter what, when you play that, it lifts your spirits, you need to find that song. I have many of them that I can come up with. But seriously, you need to just know like right now it's time for Journey or whatever the song is for you. My kids love it when I play Miley Cyrus Party in the USA (laughs) because (laughs) when I was pregnant with them, my little kids, I would have to go do those non-stress tests. And especially since I'd had a a loss before they wanted me to go and do those. Well, so I didn't want to waste any time. So I was like, okay, listen, we need to have this baby wake up because I'm not going to sit here forever while this baby's snoozing. So I would drive to the hospital on my way to the NSD playing Party in the USA on my phone directly at my belly. Like I held the phone to my belly and played the music in there to wake the baby up. And then I'd get in there, the baby would be like, doing all its stuff. And then, you know, whatever, 15, 20 minutes and later I was done. And so the kids love that story and they think it's so great. Every time they hear the song, they're like, "Ah, that's what you played for us. But anyway, all of us will dance around and we love that song. There's something about just getting yourself moving and feeling that music that uplifts your spirits. So important to do things like that when you need to, when you need some energy too. Next one, have you cuddled a living being in the past two days? If not, do so. Don't be afraid to ask for hugs from friends or friends' pets. Most of them will enjoy the cuddles too. You're not imposing on them. This is a good one too. I think so often we kind of retreat, we isolate ourselves when we're feeling really bad. And that's why having pets can be so helpful. Now don't get a pet, take it from me, having two puppies. (laughs) Don't get a pet if you don't really want a pet. Man, oh man, my dogs are a handful. But regardless, they are so fun and we get so much joy out of petting them and loving on them and playing with them and things like that. So if that's something that you're wanting, then definitely you can think about that. A cat might be easier. I don't know. I'm allergic to cats, so I can't have one. I do like cats, but 
it's not one that something that I've ever been able to have myself. So that can be helpful. I mean, you're not going to get anything from a fish. So that's probably not going to be so helpful. But if you have kids, ask them for a hug, give them a really, really good, solid squeeze, right? Just reach out and hug someone, even if it's not something you would typically do. It's totally okay to do that. I've been to a couple of these Tony Robbins events now. And if you've never been to one, some of the stuff that they do after they have you jump around and dance, one of the things they have you do is they're like, give seven people the most amazing hug, the most perfect hug ever. And you have all these strangers giving each other these, not just like a little tap, 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 like squeeze. It feels so good. I'm telling you, like a really, really, really good solid squeeze makes such a difference. It's amazing. So dance around and then hug somebody. It's the best. Okay. Have you seen a therapist in the past few days? So if you are one of my clients and in my group right now, I want to suggest to you that what you should do instead is ask for coaching either on a live call or type in your questions for me and ask Katrina, and then I will answer to you. That is a great way for you to connect. What it says here is, if not, hang on until your next therapy visit and talk through things then. So if you are seeing a therapist, definitely see your therapist. That is a great idea. I think some of us are like, you know, I'm not in Katrina's group. I don't have a therapist. But having a friend to talk to, like actually carving out time to talk to somebody like a trusted friend or your spouse or your sister or your cousin or your mom or whoever it is that you have a close relationship with can be really, really helpful. Just sharing what you're going through internally. It's basically like a thought download, but outside, right? To somebody else, I think can be very, very helpful. Next one is, have you changed any of your medications in the past couple of weeks, including skip doses or change in generic prescription brand? That may be screwing with your head. Give things a few days, then talk to your doctor if it doesn't settle down. So I totally agree with this. I think that some of us, especially when we're doctors, we're just like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, what's the difference? It's the same thing. But some of our bodies are very, very sensitive And if things are really wacky for you and you don't know what's going on, it's something to consider that you might really be having some sort of issue with the medication and you might need to go back to what you were on before or change the dosage or something like that. So just something to keep in mind. The next one is, if daytime, are you dressed? If not, put on clean clothes that aren't pajamas. Give yourself permission to wear something special, whether it's a funny t-shirt or a pretty dress. And I would say too that put on clean clothes that aren't pajamas or scrubs, right? There's something about being in scrubs all the time. It, it feels like you're just not taking good care of yourself. When you've showered and you actually put yourself in real clothes, it really does a lot for your mental health and your ability to see things in a fresh light. So really, really important. If nighttime, are you sleepy and fatigued, but resisting going to sleep? Oh my God, have you done this? This is like the story of my life. Tired and wired, right? It's just like, oh, I'm so tired, but I'm not going to bed. And on here, they say, put on pajamas, make yourself cozy in bed with a teddy bear and the sound of falling rain and close your eyes for 15 minutes. No electronic screens allowed. If you're still awake after that, you can get up again. No pressure. 
I think that's really great. I mean, the teddy bear thing, you may not have a teddy bear, but maybe borrow one of your kids' little stuffies or something. <laughs> you want something to just kind of snuggle or get a body pillow or something. But I think that's really, really good advice because we resist going to bed and we just think, oh, I'm, I don't know, I'm tired, but I'm just not going. Like, just give yourself the opportunity to try to sleep rather than thinking, I have to go to sleep right now. Just go in, snuggle yourself in, get comfortable, listen to some white noise. I think falling rain sounds amazing and just close your eyes and let things go. Now, one thing I will add is if you feel like your brain is just going, 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 and you keep thinking about things and you can't make it stop, there's a couple of things you can do. One thing is you can just watch your breath, just pay attention to your breath. But I find that if I have a lot going on in my brain, that sometimes still doesn't work. And it still is just kind of intrusive thoughts about whatever the issue is that I'm dealing with. And so there's a couple things that I do on a regular basis that actually find help me a lot. And so I wanted to share them with you. One is something that I learned in doing a meditation, you know, kind of thing. I don't even know something I was meditating once and I learned this. And what you do is you count your breaths. But so what you do is you count one on the in-breath and two on the out-breath. Then the next one, three on the in-breath, four on the out-breath, and five and six, seven and eight, nine and 10. And then you start over again. So that's five breaths. And you're just counting one on the way in, two on the way out, and then you continue going. And I find that that gives my brain something more to do so that I'm not so easily distracted by the intrusive thoughts. So just one, two, three, four. And before I know it, I'm asleep. So that's one that can help. The other thing that I do if I really am having a hard time falling asleep or if I'm jet lagged or things like that, is I do a full body scan. Although hopefully if I do it right, I'm asleep by the time I get to my legs. (laughs) So what I do is I just, this is what I think to myself. I just lay down, I physically relax everything. And I think I'm relaxing my toes. And then I relax my toes. I'm relaxing the balls of my feet. Then I relax the balls of my feet. I'm relaxing my arches. Relax my arches. I'm relaxing my heels. And, you know, the tops of my feet, my ankles, my calves. Sometimes I'll even do like my lateral calves, my medial calves, you know, like my shins, my kneecaps behind my knees, my quads, right? My hamstrings, my hips, my glutes, and, and you physically relax them and then you move your way all the way up. Now, if you get distracted, you can start all over again, or you can just pick up where you left off. And if you get all the way up to the top of your head and you're not asleep yet, then you just start from your toes again. Very rarely do I have to start all over again. So that's a really good one that you can try when you're just feeling tired, but wired, like you cannot get yourself to just rest. Okay. Next one. Do you feel ineffective? That's a really good one, right? You just feel like, why why am I even here? Pause right now and get something small completed, whether it's responding to an email, loading up the dishwasher or packing your gym bag for your next trip. Good job. (laughs) I think that's a really good one. I mean, feeling ineffective comes from your thinking. So of course you can spend some time just going like, why am I choosing to think that? But sometimes I, I have found that if I'm really in that place of everything's awful and I'm not okay, it can be hard for me to do some good self-coaching. So getting a couple things done helps to bring me out of that. And from that place, I can start going, now, why was I feeling so ineffective? Like, what was I making it mean that I hadn't done things? What were my thoughts about that? And then I'm able to maybe change that for the next time or not get lured back into it, sucked back into it again. 
The next one is, do you feel unattractive? It says, take a goddamn selfie. (laughs) Your friends will remind you how great you look and you'll help fight society's restrictions on what beauty can look like. You can do that if you want to, if you're a selfie person. But I think that first of all, feeling unattractive comes from what your thoughts are about yourself. And when your brain is in this place, of course, again, it's going to show you all the reasons why everything's horrible, including what you look like. So, so something to think about, you know, with that, just understanding that it's your thinking. But I think that a lot of things, like what makes us feel unattractive is when we haven't showered in days, when we're not dressed. Maybe you want to put some makeup on or do your hair or do something that just helps you to feel like you're showing up. Put a little bit of jewelry on or some nicer shoes than your slippers or just like the, you know, scrubby shoes you wear around at work all the time. Like something like that can help you to feel like you're sort of up leveling your appearance and makes you feel better about yourself because of the change in thinking that you have. Next one is, do you feel paralyzed by indecision? Give yourself 10 minutes to sit back and figure out a game plan for the day. If a particular decision or problem is still being a roadblock, simply set it aside for now and pick something else that seems doable. Right now, the important part is to break through that stasis, even if it means doing something trivial. And I think that's true. I mean, I think for most of my clients, we aren't in that place of totally not being able to function in life due to indecision. But definitely there's a lot of indecision going on for lots of different things for everybody, every human being. And so understanding that indecision is an indulgent emotion and doesn't take you anywhere. It just makes you feel bad and doesn't actually help you make a decision is important. So if you give yourself those 10 minutes to sit back and come up with a game plan, you might do like what I've taught you before in this podcast is decide to not decide. Or you might decide, okay, I'm going to make a decision by the end of the day or the end of this week, or I need more information. I'm going to go get that information so I can make the decision, like actually move forward on it rather than just kind of circling around, circling around in indecision. The next one is, have you overexerted yourself lately, physically, emotionally, socially, or intellectually? That can take a toll that lingers for days. Give yourself a break in that area, whether it's physical rest, taking time alone, or relaxing with some silly entertainment. And so for those of us who are introverts, socially overexerting ourselves definitely can make us feel like everything's awful and you're not okay. Raise your hand if you're like me and you've done that, right? Where we think I should be having this amazing life like everybody else on Facebook. And when I tried to recreate that for my family, I kind of want to die. So (laughs) taking that time, whatever you need to do, sleeping more, kind of not doing any of the extras, just getting done the bare minimum for a few days might be what you have to do. But then it's important to learn from that as well so you can anticipate it in the future, right? You kind of have had that experience and you go, hey, if I ever have a weekend like that, I just know what needs to happen. Like I need to be going to bed early every day for the next three days or whatever it ends up being that ends up working for you. For sure, taking call, running around, being up all night delivering babies, doing cases, whatever it is that you're doing can feel like an overexertion of yourself physically and emotionally, for sure. And even intellectually, right? If there's a lot going on, you're really thinking a lot, or you're preparing grand rounds and you putting together a big presentation of some sort, you can feel really, really drained from that. So I think it's important to, of course, pace yourself. But with call, you can't really do that, doing whatever you need to do in that moment. But then plan for how you are going to rejuvenate yourself at the end. Like go home, take a shower, either put on pajamas and go to bed (laughs) or put on real clothes and get something done, right? So you're feeling effective. You're feeling like you're moving on 
and you're doing all the things that you need to do to care for yourself well. Like get some groceries, make sure you're going to have a good solid meal when it's time to eat, all of those things. And I love it how it says relaxing with some silly entertainment. I'm telling you what, there's nothing like watching a comedy special. Ellen DeGeneres has a new one on Netflix and I think she's a riot. I mean, there's nothing like watching a comedian and just like laughing till your sides hurt. So if that is something that interests you at all, definitely think about it. Netflix has a whole bunch of comedy specials. HBO does. There's definitely a lot that's available to you. And then the last one is, have you waited a week? Sometimes our perception of life is skewed and we can't even tell that we're not thinking clearly. And there's no obvious external cause. It happens. Keep yourself going for a full week, whatever it takes, and see if you still feel the same way then. I agree with that, right? Sometimes we're just like, why do I feel like total crap when my life is great? Like I literally have nothing to complain about, yet everything is awful and I'm not okay, right? So sometimes we just need to be patient and allow ourselves to be in the suck, right? Just kind of like, this is what it's like every now and then, like maybe it's hormonal, who knows what's happening, but I can just be with this for a few days. I don't need to resist it and think something's going wrong. I can just be with it for a few days and be patient with it and let it pass. And if it doesn't pass, of course, then you're going to take some steps to figure out what that is. So at the end, it says you've made it this far and you will make it through. You are stronger than you think. And I agree. You're definitely stronger than you think you are. The one thing I wanted to add is when was the last time you did some (laughs) self-coaching? If it's been more than two days, that would be a good thing to do. Do a thought download Just dump out the contents of your brain, all the garbage that's in there that's making you think that everything's awful and you're not okay. Empty that all out on paper or into your computer, and then you can take a look at it. Even if you can't take a look at it right then and do any models on it or any self-coaching, you can come back to it the next day. Sometimes we need a little bit of distance from it to just go, wow, look at all my thinking about that. That, No wonder I felt so bad. Look at what I was making this mean and that mean and the other thing mean. So don't forget those these skills that I've taught you on here. This stuff is life-changing, can really, really turn you around big time. So again, everything is awful and I'm not okay. Questions to ask before giving up. I think that there are going to be many of you who are going to find that this might be a helpful handout for you to have in your office, might be a helpful handout to have for you in your own home, for yourself, for your family members, for anybody that you know who struggles from time to time, which is basically every single human. So, you know, all of us. So go ahead and hit up my show notes page. Again, katrinaubellmd.com forward slash 108. And you'll be able to print this off. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.